We talk about any and everything, just like the days in the cafeterias, hanging with your boys, your girls, eating good-ish food. I'm your boy, Quattro. Welcome back. What it do, everyone? It's your boy, Slick Rob. No introduction needed. You already know what time it is. Let's get to it. Unfortunately, y'all boys, it's just us today, man. Kev and uh, Shanua are are on quarantine. They don't have it, but, uh, you know, they're trying to make sure they don't get it, you know? We we and Rob was the only ones that's going to take the risk of getting corona just for y'all just to put out some content, you know, while we're all quarantined and whatnot. Facts. But um, just a little bit of business before we get into it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on uh, Twitter, at Cafeteria Talk. I promise I'm going to get that active at some point. Um, also, if you happen to listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, do me a little favor. Hit the five-star reviews for us. Give us five-star ratings and reviews so we can get noticed out here, get, grow a little bit more, get more exposure, and maybe end up on a new and uh, noteworthy list. You know, little stuff like that. But uh, not that the business is out the way. Uh, how you been, Rob, man? It's been, it's, been, it's been a bit crazy week with all this corona stuff. Uh, I've been all right. I'm just... Man, I low-key been on lockdown. <laughs> Shoot, I'll be honest. I literally get up do some schoolwork, and then just watch some shows, look at all the crazy NFL stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've been. Just I chilling. wish, man. My boss was like, unless one of y'all die, we printing these t-shirts. I for that. I still- Which is a blessing. I mean, a lot of people ain't working, meaning they're not getting a check. I mean, I get a, I'm get i getting a check because I'm working, so. Yeah, I get a check, too, but I'm not working as many hours because we yeah. close early. Like, I call when they're like, man, come in at 2, we leave at 7. Wait, what? Uh, uh, what? Excuse me? Planet Fitness just, uh, they closed, uh, they were going, they were doing the, the 10 a.m. to 6 thing, and then uh, corporate decided to close us down to the 31st, so hopefully it's kind of, you know, done some stuff by then. Yeah, but true. They also, they talking about giving us $1,000, uh, the government. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, am I, uh, be greatly appreciated, if please. If I do not want to close down, hey, man, where I go to get that $1,000? What? Yeah, I, I'm going to have my hand out, like, yes, sir, please, thank you, love that for you, but you know how we uh, start every episode. We to put on, you know. We want to ch- we want to let y'all know something that we want y'all to check out, watch, read, eat. You know, something that we think that we would like to share with the people. Let y'all know what y'all what y'all should check out. So the put on segment. I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Rob go first. Yeah, I'm gonna put y'all on. Um, Brett Gray. Um, if y'all know, he plays Jamal on on my block. My um, least favorite character, by the way. I don't know how that's your least favorite character, but anyway, it's so annoying, bro. But like, bro, you can't deny like his character's gotten better over the seasons. Nope. <laughs> what, bro? No. Boo, do you? I think. Mean? I think if anything, based on what happened is at the end of season three, like season four, he might be straight. Like I think he might be straight. Might be straight. Season four, bro. He, he might. He might. He might be high season four. He but, carried. I think he carried the show. But anyway, like I was saying. What, bro? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, Brett Gray, he actually makes music as well. He has this single called "Old Thing Back." It's actually been out for like a year and a half. He made it, I think, after they recorded season one or season two of On My Block. I didn't know about it till today when I was watching one of his old interviews with Sway in the morning. 
I was like, bro, homie, seen? Ain't from Philly? Shoot. Okay. See, yeah, definitely go check that out. Old thing back by Brett Gray. It's a pretty got some pretty good R and B soul type vibes. Kind of indie with it a little bit. I just heard the song and like he it, he sounds great in it. It's a great song. I like the lyrics. I think that the way I guess I, I would I don't I'm not a music type guy that deep. Like I don't really know what, yeah, what you would call facts. it. But like it seems like he's the wrong person to be singing that song. Like I could definitely hear like if Tank had sung that song. Gas it like bruh whoever whatever woman hears that song singing it by Tank is pregnant like off 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 rip <laughs> but like I don't I don't it just, he just didn't he just didn't sound like right singing that song to me that's just me but uh I feel that as we move into my put on put y'all on uh, another song and it's been out for a little bit but I I was just listening to it and I was like bro I gotta let the people know they should they should really be on this song and this little Yachty's Oprah's bank account featuring Drake. And the baby, that yeah, song is, is yeah. so clean, bro. I remember like months back, he had posted um, a video of him sitting in the studio playing the beat and like mm-hmm. the lyrics. I remember that. And, and the caption was like, uh, "Going back to my 2016 uh, instrumental vibes," and I was like, "Yes, sir, please do," because he was raw back then. Facts. And just that song, and he like, have you seen the video of him dressed up as Oprah? And he's got the bro. wig on, <laughs> he's jumping up and down. It is absolutely. And the white girls are like clapping for him. I, I had a pause and then go back because I died laughing watching that. No it's so good, man. I, I mean, I like Lil Yacht. I like his flow. I mean, D to the A and then that song he had with Chance the Rapper. Um, was uh, it ATL something? I think it is. I think it's like ATL something, but just gas. But Gosh. y'all not here to hear us, listen to us talk about Lil Yachty and his... Um, his new song. Y'all here to listen, hear us talk about some reboots and remakes. Yes, sir. Because we have a plague, I think, going on in entertainment today. And it's called reboot culture. And um, I, me and Rob decided we wanted to get together and just kind of talk about reboot culture. And, and if it's good, it's bad for the entertainment in- industry. Uh, so I just open up with that. Rob, what would you? What do you think of reboot culture like so far? At first, I thought it was okay, but I feel like it's just being forced too much in the entertainment business. Um, and like, I just feel like it's like sometimes it's I it's even pushing this whole thing that they're lacking originality in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, right? Because there's just so many reboots, and like when it comes like when it comes to reboots, you can there's some things that work, and there's some reboots that don't work. Like one reboot that just happened that I'm okay with is um. I told you about it with um, Zoe Kravitz doing High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. The T. It's the TV show that's a remake of the the film, the 2001? 2001, 2002 yeah. film. We was like basically kind of still in diapers. I think it worked because it became a show and like it kind of is a little bit growing. And it it's just like the it's just like the film, but it just has so many more aspects that makes it more relates more to us okay. as humans. I think that's how it works. Like it's stuff like that, like that'll work like with some of these reboots just when you're retelling now wait yeah when you like it's just i don't mm. i piggybacking on what you said about the lack of originality like i think like a lot of the shows like for example disney channel uh who i think they're kind of like one of the major pioneers in this whole uh reboot culture facts um they're when i look at disney channel all i'm seeing is just like I'm seeing a lot of reboots on that channel. Like, I'm seeing, like, for example, Raven's Home, which Raven's Home is actually a pretty good reboot, especially because you got Raven Simone, who was on That's All Raven, a big part of that show. Yeah. Uh, coming back and being a major part in Raven's Home, so she knows the essence of the show, and she's Indeed. putting it in Raven's Home. But 
it's just like, I mean, can we get some other stories? I mean, they, they're doing that. They've done uh, a lot of the movies, but I think, I think it was another TV show that they did that was a reboot of an old of an old uh, show. They did. They did. Girl Meets World was Girl great. Meets World, yeah, yeah. Girl Meets World. And um and I heard that was pretty good too. It was a little it got a little preachy at the end. Indeed. Um, but it I heard that was fine too. But I just think that I wanna see more more new stuff. I mean, cause when we were kids, we got that so Raven. We got your your sweet life was like Cody. We got yeah. Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Plays, Proud Family. Like those all original shows that are gas, ten out of ten, all of them. Mm-hmm. But like our siblings are gonna be sitting there looking like, well dang, we got like that's our favorite part too. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, bro, y'all don't even understand how good like the original stuff is. Like if you, I'm thank God for Disney plus for like bringing all that stuff back. Like Facts. now we can go back and watch that stuff. Cause like, yo, I'm like, yo, sit down and like watch That's All Raven. And tell me how much better you want, how much you want to, how much you rather watch like That's All Raven, which is literally plays Hannah Montana, all of that instead mm-hmm. of just, just whatever y'all got Andy Mac and all that now yeah like and, and some of these newer shows are literally kind of taking like aspects of the of like di- other shows from back in the day like I I thought about it um Liv and Maddie mm-hmm. that show it's not it's not a reboot or a remake it's something different but like they took a big aspect of having twins yep they took that big, they they recognized that aspect with the sweet life. They were like, bro, we got to bring back a twin thing because twin dynamics are kind of big in Disney. Even though, mm. um, what's her name's not an actual twin. She just plays herself. Dove Cameron, yeah, yeah. Dove Cameron, which which I was shook when I found. Out. I was like, oh, she's not even a twin. Cow. Yeah, like it's a lot of things like that. And then um, there was another shot. I can't remember the name of it, but like they're taking aspects. But low key, hot take for me. I think Disney XD is was a lot better with coming up with shows than Disney Channel. Ooh, I agree. Disney XD has some pretty gas shows. I mean, they had uh, what was oh man, kicking it, kicking Kickin it. it was so Kickin good. It like, and then you had uh, before it got all weird at the end. In, in the end of it, um, with Tyler James Williams' brother, Lab Rats, Lab Rats, Tyrell, Tyrell Jackson, yes. Lab Rats was funny. Lab, and Lab Rats was so dope. Like, bro, pair of kings, pair of kings, bro. Before the blonde dude came on, but when it was Mitchell Musso, Mitchell Musso and uh, Doc Shaw, Doc Shaw, guess you couldn't tell us nothing about that. Sure could. And then you had a Rudy, Rudy from Kicking It was Hannah Montana, yeah. the dudes, yep. uh, J- Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no better than that. I'm but back that. on the re- reboot thing, like, so would you say like it's a good or bad thing? Like, the more it's progressed, because like when it started off, I thought, um, I think like one of the first reboots I really like Disney Plus was about to hop on, and they were gonna have reboots of like uh, Dumbo. No, Aladdin. I remember when they announced Aladdin. Yep. I was like, uh. But I get why they're doing it because it's a whole nostalgic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so when you say, "Hey, I'm gonna remake one of the most beloved childhood movies of all time," people people are gonna go up, show up. So why people why people showed up to go see Lion King, Facts. your Mulans, your Aladdins, and it's just like, do you feel like can you carry the nostalgia with like the nostalgia carries through creating the movie, and then when it comes out, do you think it holds up? Um, money wise, yes. <laughs> yeah. Story wise, yeah. at the end of the day, is all that matters. Yeah. Sadly, um, that's kind of how it is in this day and age. It's all about making money um, mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of movie companies. But, like, story-wise, I'm not really. Because, like, like you know, like, one thing, like, your boy, I think your boy Fly Guy Ty likes to say on Sukas, he likes to always bring up how, like, I want to take something from this story, something like that. But, like, when it's kind of the same story mm-hmm. and, like, it doesn't, like, 
like you don't really you can't really you're just taking away the same thing it's kind of like uh like do you want to because like the point is for a movie like you want to watch but you want to kind of like they want to you want to be so gazy you want to watch it again like if i see this i'm be like uh, do I want to watch this again if I kind of already know what I'm getting out of it how it was if it's literally the same thing like am, but right now no in my in, in my eyes no I don't think it is like with reboots mm. just cause I don't feel like I'm taking as much like as I did from the originals like that's just me in my eyes like when I look at the story yeah I think I, I think it's like a yes and a no for me I think if, if the reboot is good I can definitely take the nostalgia and and take and separate like the good parts the things that are different and the things that you know of course are the exact same when they from the original film yeah. for a perfect example of a reboot that I think is perfect and it gives me the nostalgia every time I watch it is Aladdin I, I recently watched Aladdin Aladdin, Aladdin was Aladdin was perfect dark. in terms of like taking the essence and making something new at the same time Indeed. because like the essence of the story are there you know the beauty and the grandeur of Acrobat are all in that movie Indeed. and then the new thing you got Will Smith yes. as the genie was perfect I loved I, I personally take his genie over Robin, uh, Robin Williams' genie which is not too. a knock to Robin Williams he did a great job with he genie. did I just think Will added an extra flavor and flair to him that I think works a little better with Aladdin yeah I, I love Will Smith's genie it's something that like that movie is it's just so good in my opinion I, I think it holds nostalgia holds now a movie I don't think holds the nostalgia is The Lion King because The Lion King basically was pound for pound pretty like ninety five percent of it was the original film, just lacking a and couple, and lacking, and the things that it lacked were like major things from the original film, like the, <sighs> like like be prepared is one of the staple songs from that from that movie, and you just like kind of like kind of just talk through it. I'm like, bro, come on, no, you got to do the full, and then like one of my favorite songs in Lion King is I just can't wait to be king. I just can't wait, yeah. And like the physical, the, not the physical, the visual spectacle that that is. You can't create that in a live action type uh, animal thing going on. I give Favreau his credit. He tried. He tried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he just tried. It's just it's hard to do that. Yeah, but which was crazy. Like I, when I found out he was making Lion King, I was like, okay, this is gonna be something special because of what he did with Jungle Book like year or two. Yeah, before. Jungle Book was and Jungle Book was perfect. I love Jungle Book. I really love the way he was able to. That's another reboot I think is really good. Yeah, facts. Or it's not really a reboot. It's a, it's a remake. remake. But it's more like a remake. I like how I like um, he was able to take that story and bring it into something uh, new and fresh. Facts. Have you seen Mowgli? Mowgli. The one Mowgli. by uh, Andy Serkis? Mowgli. Yeah, Andy Serkis directed it. Mowgli? Uh, no, actually, I, I'm it's not, on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's I like check that one out. It's like the I think they take the original story of the Jungle Book, like not the Disney five version. Yeah, they take the original story of the Jungle Book and like adapt it into a into a movie, and it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think Idris voiced uh, Shere Khan in the Disney movie, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So she will tell Edge of Four. Okay, voices Shere Khan in this movie, and. Yes, that's probably gonna be my next put on. Don't forget the trailer. I watch um, the trailer for the Disney Jungle Book, where Scarlett Johansson was playing the boa, mm-hmm. and he was like, "What are you doing in here? You're all alone." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this movie's gonna be fine. I know it." <laughs> yeah. But so, how would you like categorize uh, some of the some of the reboots that you see? Like, do you, what are some of the ones you like? Some of the ones you dislike? Reboots, I like. I like. The reboot of um, well, technically, would that count as a reboot? Hold on, let me pull up the list. Yeah, 
the high the that that Disney the Disney Plus series the high school or is that more like a remake? That's a reboot. That's a reboot. The High School Musical. Musical. I kind of like it because it almost feels a little original. It has its it has its flaws, but I, I like it. I like it a lot. But like what though? Like what what flaws does that? Like let's talk about that for a minute. Because like what? I, I I'm I've been in very I'm like in the minority people that uh, of that I know that I actually like that. Oh, show. I, lo- I love the show. Like but like only flaws. But yeah, like the only flaws I have with the show is. Kind of, you know, when if it, it's just like this, can this relates real life? It's just probably the whole thing. Me and you talked about this when uh-huh. I first put you on the show, like the whole thing about the like the we didn't really get much about the the behind the scenes people, like the people running the show, yeah, with Big Wreck, yeah. And then we got the Tech Week episode, which was I honestly liked it, but then again, you know, there's something like okay, this is really not how the Tech Week go, yeah, like, like literally. But at, at most high, I'd say like 95 percent of high schools, it's not even Tech Week; it's called Hell Week. It's, yeah, it's literally hell, like literally yeah. Tech Week. You're you're on you're at your school from like seven o'clock till about ten o'clock at night. Oh, sometimes even later. Yeah. And like tech, there it's tech rehearsal, so you're going Q to Q to Q to Q, and you're, you're freaking losing it. And then of course the day before the show, all the sound don't want to work, work, so you lose your people, mind. People mics break. Oh. The director pissed off. The tech director pissed off. Tech people pissed off. Actors acting like they ain't got no it's sense. It's, it's, like you yeah. like put your mic on. They got the mics all over the place. They don't know. I got PTSD from tech. Yeah, like, that was probably one of the only flaws I had. Some people, a friend of mine was like, it just, a friend of mine was like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, she didn't, like, agree with the whole story. I love the story. Uh, Yeah. Personally. I I just, it was just the whole thing about, like, going with the tech stuff towards the end. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of liked it when they did the tech week episode and then, like, Big Ray's progression of figuring out everything. Mm -hmm. We were struggling with all this. I was like, bro, I know that struggle. And also, when what's his name was just kind of sitting there, like, oh, I can't do this and all this. Uh, Ricky, yeah, when Ricky was like, yeah. like the whole thing of like when parents aren't there, mm-hmm. the whole nostalgia of performing in general. I I felt all of that because mm-hmm. I've seen that and I've gone through that with yeah. being, being in theater. Well, my what was that my senior year of high school? I did theater, so yeah, I can kind of see all that playing out. I really yeah. liked how in that show, like. Even though it was centered around High School Musical, like, like I feel like this show wouldn't have worked without the High School Musical kind of arc in there. Yeah. Because this show, because at, at the end of the day, it'd be another, just, just be another high school TV, high school sitcom, yeah, right? So, like, um, but with the High School Musical arc, they were like, all right, it's rooted in, like, the world of High School Musical almost, and they're doing this play, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I want to see what they do with this show season two when they're, like, not doing High School Musical. Like, it's going to just be another High School Musical show. Not yeah. High School Musical show. I know they're, like, uh, just another... American teenage sitcom so like I want to see what they do there but I mean I enjoyed the show and I think in terms of like a reboot slash remake it works I mean it It it, does it didn't even have like any of the original casting except that one girl except the the one girl that was like on the on the teacher board or whatever yeah which was kind of which was kind of cool it was cool I was wondering who they were going to have like I was expecting to see Lucas Gabriel or like Monique Coleman Lucas Gabriel was in there he was at he was yeah the teachers when the teacher uh, went kind of during the tech week episode yeah Lucas Gabriel showed up in her vision or something yeah that that was kind of funny that was pretty cool have you seen that movie he was in uh, Food Boy Food Boy by any chance, I remember being, it was on Netflix years ago. I like, saw, I saw some of it. I didn't, I didn't think I finished it. It though. was kind of weird, but I, I thought it was uh, interesting. <laughs> it probably was made on Disney or something like that. Probably, but so here, here's something. Um, I read. I don't remember where was. Where did I read this? It was. It was a video on YouTube, and they were talking about how. Um, 
no, I was I had I was thinking talking to somebody and I was like I have so many ideas for TV shows, movies and stuff like that. And I just was like kind of spitballing the idea of like who, who do you pitch like your ideas to? And I was looking at stuff who to pitch to and I found this article and they were talking about how studios aren't really looking for anything new like they're looking for franchises, right? And they want to get to a point where they want stuff that's proven. And I think one of the bigger things that's created this this push for major franchises, which of course we know and love, yeah. the MCU, has created this, um, I call it franchise culture, yeah. where now studios aren't really looking to create new heroes or new stories or, you know, new new nuances to create, mm-hmm. you know, better stories and better entertainment for people out there. I it's see more of so like, hey, we're just going to like get something we know works like we're gonna give you more uh superheroes we're gonna give you more uh westerns we're gonna give you more spy movies we're gonna give you more uh like famous characters that's why you're getting a john wick four five and six when it probably was only gonna get like two movies yeah it was only projected to only do two which was crazy exactly so that's why what do you think about like franchise culture franchise culture i think it's cool because it's that whole idea of growing with the character that's why everyone loves Anyone I talk to can't sit there and say, I can't stand Iron Man. Because mm. everyone loves him. Like, even, even like, you, a big DC fan, I know. Yeah. You still love the character of Iron Man just because you were able to grow with them throughout yeah, our Yeah, like, I respect those characters so much. Because, like, you know, like, and plus there are famous actors who are, like, actors nowadays are really able to balance out schedules and play a variety of different characters all at once. Like, and I think it's crazy. So, like... Growing with the character and having a big famous actor to do it really does help, or a group that you can grow and relate mm-hmm. to. That's why. That's why. I'm, that's why I think that Netflix is still building up the Stranger Things things, even though it's mm-hmm. kind. It's kind of new, but it's almost a franchise. Yeah, because they're getting season after season after season. When you can be like, when they probably when they in that show, they'll probably come up with a with a spinoff for it. Yeah, definitely a spinoff. That's why The Walking Dead has gone on for as long as it did. It's a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even from a... It came from a comic book. Like, mm-hmm. there are more comic... There, the most things you see now are comic books becoming yeah. made into movies because people... This is a digital... If people ain't reading comics as much, which yeah. you should, comics are... Definitely. Because like, when they're gone, y'all gonna miss them. Facts. Like, I'm, I'm really looking to get into reading more DC comics because I've... Ugh, DC Universe time, and they got them all. Yeah, they do. So, like, I think, like, the whole idea of getting comics or building franchises really does because you get to grow with characters, and, like, you could touch many generations. You could touch the adults, the, well, the the the, 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 age, the old age, the millennials, and the little kids all, mm-hmm. all at once. And I saw a post on a cheap plug on Instagram to a Instagram called Get Fandom, and they, they had a post talking about uh, the, plet- the plethora of, mov- of gaming, of games that are going to be adapted into movies in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. They had people stuff on there like The Last of Us. Uh, they came out on, P- on PlayStation a couple years ago. Facts. Uh, they had Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, that'd be dope. No, Bloodshot's a, Bloodshot's a uh, comic, a comic, but Cheap Plug, check out Soupcast. They did a review of Bloodshot. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Uh, heard it was pretty eh, so. Yeah, I was going to go watch it, but, but yeah, movie slows anyway, so. A lot of games are, are turning into movies. I, I think, like, even uh, Tomb Raider, which, another reboot, love that movie. I really think yeah. that Alicia Vikander did an amazing job she as uh, Laura, Laura Croft, but... Um, I definitely think that along with franchise, right? So you got um, you got a lot of reboots in there, notably in the superhero genre, right? Indeed. They re- they reboot and remake those movies all the time. I mean, we have four with with counting Matt Reeves' Batman, that'd be fourteen Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
the thing about that is I like that they reboot and they're in each of those are pretty much new stories all throughout. Yeah. But I love how in terms of technology and, you know, the way we make movies now changes. I love how, like, it, you've seen it kind of grow up, right? It has. Like, it's not as cute as, like, in 66, when you had uh, Adam West's Batman, he yeah. was, like, uh, real kiddish, and he was like, uh, great, Scott, I have to defeat the Joker. And the Joker was like, I'm going to blow up the city with a giant bomb. I'm like, bruh, bruh, come on. But yeah. now, fast forward to 2020, almost, you got, they're going to try to do the math. Um... You got Joker who's, you know, you know, you know what happens when you leave a guy like me and treat him like trash, you get what you effing deserve. And then you're like, never in a million years did I ever think I'd be sitting in a movie theater pondering, agreeing with the Joker. Oh God, like the, what? What? Like the this Joker supposed to be like just this chaos for the sake of chaos. Yeah, and it's like that's even helping tell stories, making making it more interesting to go watch a movie, like most of our most of these villains are becoming anti-heroes mm-hmm. the only real villain who can even be cons- still considered an anti-hero because people agreed with him was Thanos people mm. I know a lot of people I was like bruh I can't wait to see Thanos beat all these Avengers that's, that's how I was at the Infinity War I was like yeah I'm gonna need Thanos to go ahead and catch that dub yeah Thanos need to go catch that dub get all the Infinity Stones wipe them yeah. out get, get half of these people out of here that don't need to be here like I wanted him to snap at the, in the end game like when he got the gauntlet and like molly whopped Cap- Captain Marvel I was like yeah yes sir yes sir okay for the collect the dub and then when I saw uh, Iron Man get the, get the stones I was like dang I knew what was gonna happen dang, I was, I, was I felt bad cause I was like I know Iron Man for the dub Loki wanted him to win dang yeah like <laughs> That's that whole, like, the whole culture is changing. It's not just, I'm bad and I'm going to do this and I'm the good guy. I'm not, no, like, you, Yeah. it's hard to choose. Like, it's hard to choose who you want to, like, that's why I still say that Captain America Civil War is such a big movie because, like, it really did help push that. Yeah. Tony Stark was technically the bad guy in that movie, but he's so likable mm. and you don't know what to choose. Like, choose the good or the bad, like, definitely with definitely. these reboots and remakes, like, that's kind of one thing. So, now, yeah. Go ahead. You guys want to say? One thing I will say is I think one of the like new stuff and why I love it, why I love HBO, I feel like HBO is one of the few that are kind of being like, we're open to new stuff. Like Euphoria, obviously. They got, yes, sir. Like they've done, we've seen drug shows before, but we haven't seen it on this level mm-hmm. with this type of thing. And they went big. They went out and got like Drake to produce the music for it with Labyrinth, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. They got a big star. Like, cause usually HBO used to be kind of known for having like the under the ground actors and all that, but now yeah. they got big art. And then they got their streaming service with all of these original shows they've mm-hmm. got coming. I think they're going to be even... You've been plugging the morning show for a minute now. You love that show. Yeah, on the Apple, on Apple TV. That's kind of new. Mm. But it also, like you said, it still... It works because it has the Office vibes. It got mm. characters from The Office and... Um, what is... What's that show Jennifer Aniston was on? Friends. Friends. They had characters from Friends on there. So okay. they got people that worked in stories that kind of worked. But it's new. It's a new synopsis, a new plot. Yeah. And, like, that's why I think Apple TV and HBO... They're not as big right now with their streaming services because mm. it's probably a little bit more on the expensive side, but yeah. it's because it's new and refreshing. I think it's... And all that new and refreshing stuff is, like, stifled because of things like reboot, reboot culture, yeah. which kind of, like, like like people say, it stifles creativity and kind of, like, puts a mute on things. And, I mean, I get why it happens because it, it's proven to work. Because, you know, if, your friend, if, if the office... If NBC was like, hey, we're coming out with an office uh, reboot with mm. all the characters coming back... 
everybody would jump on that. Everybody, like they, they know the internet would, would destroy itself because we know we're in the office. But if you say we're coming out with um, the uh, superstore, which is very good in its own right, it's, it's mm-hmm. just like the office, but it's like in a superstore. Facts. It's funny, but it's like it's not the office. Like you're, you're sitting there, like, bro, this is not the office. Just like how I sit through um, Parks and Rec, I'm like. Okay, like I know this is supposed to be like the office, but like I, I'm not sold. I'm like, but something else that I want to mention uh, when we as we talk about reboot culture. Um, so when they do these reboots, right, and they they try to distance distance the the new thing from the old thing by doing certain things, taking certain liberties, and some of those liberties are changing the race, gender, or orientation or group of people um, in the story. Perfect example of this is uh ghostbusters yeah big time the original ghostbusters you had they were all males uh bill murray the guy from uh i don't even remember his name but wait 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 nope i'm not finna fold uh ernie hudson got it hold on hold on it was dang i can't remember that man that man dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Ernie Hudson. Bill Murray. Harold Ramis. What's the black guy's name? That's Ernie Hudson. And then they had Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney. Oh, man, Sigourney Weaver. She was bad back in the 80s. Well, I mean, she's still bad now. So, mm-hmm. And I, I stand by that statement. But, <laughs> yeah, but then the new the new ones you had, Leslie Jones, Christian Wiig, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and it was one other girl. I remember her name. Was it Reese Witherspoon? It might have been Reese Yeah, it was Reese Witherspoon. And which all funny women in their own right. Like, yeah, I mean, facts. Kristen Wiig's gonna be Cheetah in the new Wonder Woman movie, so like, that's gonna be dope. She's awesome, I and mean, she's funny on SNL, and so is Leslie Jones. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is a okay actor, I mean, legally blind, woo woo. And then, um, she's actually on the 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 um, the morning show with Jesse, really? Yeah, with Jennifer Aniston and um, that uh, Kristen Wiig, not Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy is like one of the funniest women of all time. Yes, yeah, I could watch The Heat. For any time, and then she had that ridiculous show on ABC or CBS with that one guy, Mike and Molly, I think. Oh yeah, that <laughs> show was just too funny, bro. I'm, I want to check out that show. The the guy Mike did, uh, Bob loves Abishola. Bob, yeah, I, I, like, I feel like it's a pretty okay show. But sorry, no, but yeah, I just think sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. A perfect example of like how it works, I would say, is definitely Ocean's Eight with uh, with. I know it. Okay, you're ready. Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. That's one. You got... Uh, da, 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 da. Don't tell me. I know this. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquafina. Uh, Sandra Bullitt. Oh, man. I, her name is so un- unpronounceable. I don't remember what it is. The English girl. Uh, she played the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. Which, real quick, cheap plug, a beautiful, love that, like, steampunk um, reboot of the original Alice in Wonderland. It came out like in 1956. Yeah. Great reboot. But, uh, Minnie Kaling, Aquafina, uh, Hillary Bay, not Hillary Banks, Hillary, that's not her name, Hillary. What? My blind side girl, Sandra Bullitt, uh, Anne Hathaway, uh, who am I missing? Start with a C. Start with a C. Uh, she was in, she, she, hint, Thor's sister. Wait, no, no, no. Is that Thor's sister? Kate Blanchett, is that Thor's sister? No, but that's no, not no. her sister, but Tessa Tompkins was in that movie, wasn't she? 
Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson wasn't in that movie. Nah. Um, I got the most though. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But they did a, uh, they rebooted or remake. Yeah. Oh, Sarah Paulson. Reboot, remake. I guess she kind of like you kind of say Ocean's Eight, Ocean's Eight was of the originals with Matt Damon and Bernie Mac and all those guys back yeah. in the day. And I thought it was a really good remake. I mean, it, they even had like callbacks to the old movie, mm-hmm. which is great. And that's the that's the thing that make these new movies better. When they call back to the original stuff that you can look back and be like, oh, oh snap, snap. Like, I remember when that happened mm-hmm. like, back in the day and the days and the did that and this, did boom, 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 bam. Yep. But still, you got to go back. There, In a lot of ways, it doesn't work when you change things like race, for example. Facts. A couple months, not a couple months, but maybe last year, it was a, it was a hot uh, thing on the hot plate that... Jordan Michael B. Jordan, uh, Killmonger from Black Panther wanted to play Superman. Clark Kent, Superman, which was so. I think that was one of the most uh, most talked about superhero like like anything like out out of last year. They was like, why? Then they, they, DC let him come pitch his idea. Let him pitch his idea. I'm pretty sure they were like, boo, like they were like boo, like, <laughs> no, like, like Superman, sir. But I, I mean, can't I think. I was char- there are characters and, and stories that are just too big to mess with, in my opinion. I think would it now would it be cool to see Michael J- Mickey Jordan be Jordan play Superman? By all means, yeah. But I just don't think a it'll be really accepted as well. Mm-hmm. If it's good, awesome. You know, more power to him if it's good. Yeah. But it's just like for what though? Like why make the change if it was like not broken in a sense? You feel me? Yeah. That's that was the big argument when they when they another remake. Um, the Little Mermaid, starring uh, my girl from Chloe and Haley. It was Haley. It was Haley. Yeah, Haley's gonna be playing. Um, what is that girl's name? I'm y'all. I am blanking today. I, what is what is up with my mind today? Ariel, the, the mermaid, and somebody said Winston Duke should play her dad, and uh, all here for it. Here for it. But he's. I, they, people were like, "Well, why does Ariel need to be black?" And I'm like, "Okay, a." She's a fish. Facts. I mean, like, her being white didn't really add anything narratively to the story. It really didn't. So, boo. But then again, I'm at the on the other hand, I'm like, I mean, I get what they're saying. Like, why change it? Like, it, if it's not, like, there's nothing was wrong with her being white. Why change it? So, I mean, I get the rest, the frustration there. Aside from the, the whole racist background behind, you don't want you to see this black girl, you know, do her thing. And sing lovely. And yeah. sing lovely and kill the scene where she's standing on the rock and she's like part of your world. I mean, she's going to body that. Facts. And then like Red Dreads. Just, if we don't get Red Dreads, I'm not going to the movie. I'm not going <laughs> like, to the Like, hello? Uh, Disney, I'm going to let you slide because you let you let Prince Eric be white. Prince Eric could have been a black dude, but we going to let that slide. <laughs> We're going to let it slide just because y'all let Ariel be black. But like, we, we clocked that. You know, you know, I, I don't like how they gotta put. It's just like the black families, but then all of a sudden there's some random biracial uh, daughter, and you're both the parents darker than you. So I'm and Robert's dark skin. So when I say you, I'm not talking about Robert. Yeah. But it's stuff like that. Like some things, like in terms of race, it could work and it cannot work. Something I think it'll major league work in if they make it happen. Black Bond, we could make it happen. Oh yeah, for Bond, that would be. That would be dope to see, honestly. That I mean, Idris Elba as, as Bond would be sick. I mean, if he, once he, you know, beats this coronavirus, like, hey, go ahead and get my man a contract. They will. I think, speaking of Idris Elba, they might be doing that. Well, is it? Nah, Deadshot is black Um, in Suicide Squad. Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mind. But De- he's not playing Deadshot, though. Who's he? Damn. De- I, 
best guess, and that's like it's it's a pretty pretty general guess at this point. Best guess is uh he's gonna be playing Bronze Tiger. Ah, uh, okay. Because they they said they're not gonna recast uh they're not gonna recast uh Deadshot. So Will Smith technically still is Deadshot even though he's not in any movies. Uh, but they're just gonna they just gave him a whole new role, which I'm uh, pretty which we're all pretty sure is gonna be Bronze Tiger. That that makes sense. Oh, I didn't think about this one movie that I did see that went off as kind of a reboot remake was. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw this, but it was with our girl Daisy Ridley. Um, Ooh, Ray. She did um, she did the classic remake of um Hamlet from what's his name? What's what's Shakespeare? Shakespeare's Hamlet. The, she did kind of like a, but it was told through Ophelia's eyes. It was a, huh. it, it was like yeah, I've seen the movie before. It was so interesting to see because like no Ophelia, she basically dies in the story. Yeah. But like in this one, it was a hot take of what Ophelia really went through. Because hmm. outside of like going off just the whole story of Shakespeare. Outside of Hamlet, Ophelia was my second favorite character because I think she had so much growth. Yeah. Her dad died. Her brother was going insane. Her, all this good stuff. She was Hamlet's love interest. And she had a lot of emotional stress in the from the beginning. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting to see. It was interesting to tell. Like, it was kind of a remake of the Hamlet story with, oh my God, he plays literally everything. Who was the original Hamlet? I, I don't know. Hamlet. What, what year did the movie come out? Like late, like or like like early, like early two thousands. Hamlet, boom boom boom. I forgot the guy's name. Oh my god, he's he's famous for like so many things. It's but gonna be somebody so like that you know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is. Yeah, I can't like, remember. Bro. But yeah, it was such an interesting story to see. Like, and it almost felt kind of original. It kind of kept the same story bases around, but it went over that whole Mel Gibson. Yeah, it was Mel Gibson. <laughs> it was kind of like a difference of Mel. It was a remake of Mel Gibson's Hamlet. Glenn Close was in it too. Yeah. Oh, Helena Bottom Carter. That's the girl from Ocean's Eight that I was thinking about. Yeah. But I mean, I think that like, as long as you get the essence of the story, I mean, you could take liberties. It's just be careful because not like when you when I think the biggest thing when you create a reboot or a remake, you're tackling an audience that. It's it's already hard enough to tackle an audience that doesn't know anything about what you're doing. Facts. But it's also I think it's ten times harder to tackle an audience that knows the, knows the history and the the Other lore care. around what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, superhero movies are hold, held to such scrutiny because yes, you you're taking stories that we know and love and adapting them. And if you do it wrong, you gonna know you did it wrong. They gonna tell you you did it wrong. Oh yeah. BBS BBS going is never gonna stop getting hate. As great as that movie is to me, it's never gonna stop getting hate because they did something and it turned out to be kind of boo boo in Thanks. other people's opinion, not mine. Quattro believes BVS is the best movie ever made by DC, but that's just me. Besides Joker, of course, you know I can't put put it over Joker. That'd be kind of cap. Uh, you guys would have to question me and like never listen to this podcast again if I believe that. <laughs> but it's it's when you that fine tooth comb where you take those liberties you gotta be careful because you never know for real because if you mess it up it'll be a short ride for you and you don't want that to happen you may make money but you will lose a good amount of your audience like exactly and the proof is in the pudding like yeah like like if you're a TV show if your first season like of that reboot or remake isn't good then you're not gonna come back like that's that's why Raven's Home is so successful because the first season was gas. I remember yeah, watching it like it was dope. Like I understood that it's not for me, but it still was good. Like in its own manner, my siblings love it, and it, because it's for their age group. Facts. That's another thing you have to understand about things like the High School Musical show, that Raven's Home, that those shows, like the new, uh, they're coming out with it pretty soon on Disney Plus with the white girl, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I was just gonna mention. You gotta that too. understand when you're going into there. 
they're not catering to that's a Raven fans. They're not catering to uh, Lizzie McGuire fans from th- from 2001. They're catering to the new to your. To, they're catering to our sons, daughters, brothers, and sisters. They were great. Who were watching? Who are now watching Disney Channel? And like yeah. they know, like their kids do TikToks and do Renegade all day. Yeah. Whereas back in our day, we were going outside playing and skateboarding and stuff like mm-hmm. like the old days. Because I, I, I like I'm rewatching Hannah Montana right now, and I'm just like, hey. Here's what struck me. I was I was watching there watching the show. When that show started, those kids were young. Like I know, like when we were sitting there at like six, seven, eight years old, we were looking at these kids like teenagers, oh, 15, oh, crazy. Now at 20 years old, I'm looking at you. I'm like, yo, you a baby? Yeah, like they were like, like that's a, that's a baby on my screen. What you, what is this? Facts. Like that. It, it was it was definitely an interesting. So I'm like, well, wait a minute, these these. Kids. And then when the show ended, they were our age at that point. Yeah, and I like, grew up with them. That franchise element was heavy. Exactly. And like, I, that, I think that's one show that they should definitely remake is a reboot. Uh, Hannah Montana. Get some aspect of it because like it's all such a like one of the big prevalences of Hollywood. Like because like with a lot of people that try to go into this business, like a lot of people just try to see it through. That's what a lot of the celebrities try to tell fans and anyone that even thinks about trying to even make a career out of any of this, whether it comes to acting, singing, right, any of that, record. This stuff ain't this stuff ain't easy like mm. you literally you're not a puppet, but you will you you're not your own person like and yeah. you're you're never on the line like you want your personal space. Exactly. Once you, once you get out on that floor, that red carpet, them thing, like, and that's what Miley, the character, had to tackle with. Like, that's why I love the story. Like, mm-hmm. she was living a double life. She was able to, that's why I love it so much. She was able to live as a teenager, but also live as a pop star. And, yeah, you know, out of the time, it couldn't balance, and then she ended up revealing her. So I thought, that's why I love that show so much, because... Yeah, and I, I remember when I, the first night I started rewatching Hannah Montana... I posted on my story. I was like, "Yo, what a time to be alive back in the day when Disney Channel really like was just going crazy with stories." I mean, you literally had uh, African American sidekick in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You had a family of wizards in New York. You had uh, a teenager doubling as a pop star and a high school student in uh, Santa Monica Pier. Uh, oh no, I was that she moved there to she moved there to at the end of the show but yeah. was it Malibu, California Malibu, yeah and you had twins living it up in a five-star hotel. hotel I mean you just had so many amazing stories like so many different concepts and you were like oh okay this is different and then you had a, just a crazy wacky family and good luck Charlie I mean these shows like were, were just shooting the sh- not nah, almost cussed on the podcast sorry y'all they were, they were just going crazy about stories and like with this reboot culture like that all those those type of ideas people bring to the table are like uh, unless you got the next like that's a raven like we ain't trying to holler at you yeah like oh bro like bring those stories in because like yeah there's a reason we still sitting here at 20 21 years old talking about how great these shows are because they were that good yeah. i don't think anybody's gonna be sitting around talking about how good andy mack was did that I, I, and i've seen andy mack i'm like it's 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 not that great no it's not that great yeah like and none, none of the shows i would say that i've seen at least that are on the new on disney channel now are like all that and I think they're gonna start rerouting um, a lot of the, the better content on the Disney Plus yeah um, I, I, I low cap Disney Plus right now is originals look even better than the ones that's on Disney for the little kids yeah and their and their movies are, are gas too cause Stargirl oh yeah Stargirl. I saw that last night bro what'd you think did you love it yeah I did it was bro, dope. Stargirl hey bro and she's actually a singer she got like she just dropped a video today oh that's the day so we're recording 
Um, but so like what in terms of like the liberties you take in, in terms of making a reboot, like what kind of liberties would you think are kind of okay and like some that you think you shouldn't touch? I think liberties that are okay is definitely changing up the story a little bit to mm-hmm. fit because like one thing that a lot of filmmakers um from what I because you know I'm a film major one take I always see that a lot of filmmakers say they're always trying to relate to today mm-hmm. some of those concepts and stories overall you can't relate to this day and age and maybe right. maybe the group that you're particularly trying to mainly want to watch like the 18 to 35 group is a lot a lot of people like to talk about that mainly watch entertainment today the 18 to 35 group the millennials yeah so like it's okay to change up the story a little bit to better fit that group and you that does that can't happen through the change of gender or race or mm. you know what i'm saying that is okay one thing you can't do is sometimes one thing that gets that i don't like is changing the essence of the character too much like what makes them them mm-hmm. like a perf- what's a perfect example um change the character to make them like 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 change them overall completely like making a villain just a straight hero like mm-hmm. or something like that or like like doing friendships wrong with like characters and all that mm-hmm. or like stuff like that like you have to keep some of the like keep the foundation of what made them them like towards like a comic book and all perfect that perfect example I have a perfect example of how that was done terribly and honestly, it still makes me upset that they did this wrong. I mean, this is one of the most beloved cartoons of all time. If, it's, if any list of like top ten cartoons, this movie is in. This show is in there somewhere. Usually, like in the top five. I'm talking less heavenly facts. That the dynamic that we know and love is just like Aang between Aang, Katara, and Sokka. That camaraderie, that friendship, the the inevitable love uh, connection between Anakin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> between Aang and Katara is something that we've grown up to love o- over the years. And then for M. Night Shalaman, Shal- Sh- no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, no, M. Night Shalaman, Sh- M. Night S yeah. uh, has created with making Sokka not funny. Sokka was awkward and annoying. Facts. Katara was Ugh. like Katara acted like Katara did in the in the Ember Island Players episode where she was all preachy. Yeah. Oh, woe is me. Hope, hope for all the things in the Fire Nation. I'm like, bro, bro, this is not Katara. And then Aang was like, he wasn't a playful kid. He was just kind of a little too serious for me. Yeah, but, too serious. So when you take the, like they you really squoze out the essence of those characters and then make the movie. I'm like, bro, no. You gotta be able to make sure you grab the full essence of characters and make sure you bring them in and really bring out what they were when we when we first saw them. Well, make us fall in love with them and again and connect with them. Exactly. Like you can change like. Nothing like changing the story and plot can change the emotions of how a character can be at a certain point, but just like their their morals and what they stand for, it, that made us fall in love with them originally. You change that, you do a whole three, not three sixty, um, a whole like one eighty. Is that that's right? Doing a one eighty, one eighty, like yeah, doing a one eighty with them. That kind of, I just don't think that works because like that's like. Telling a story about Superman, but Superman is, well, but I'm gonna say Superman's black. He's, mm-hmm. I don't know, Superman's black kid that lived in the projects or something like. We like, wait, what? Yeah, because you change, you change Superman's whole narrative to what to what he is because now he, he's fighting for true justice in the American way, and 
but with with him being black, he would add on so many other things that because yeah, we have to choose just in the American way, but it's a little limited because of you know being black. Yeah, and you have to add on Superman. It kind of bogs that character down. Now, if you created another hero that's like Superman, sure, love that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what Superman is, Superman's been Superman for what almost ninety years. So like, yes. at this point, why change him? Create something new. But at the same time, you have to create. You don't want to face somebody new because he's not proven. So, like, your studios are in that weird limbo area of, do I want to make money or do I want to make good stories? And, of course, make money. That's why, like, what uh, Ty said on Soupcast, he was like, that's why I look at uh, A24 yeah, other, that, other studios to make those great stories, those new stories. Yeah, and so I love studios Like Paramount, Universal, Disney, they're trying to make money. That's the end of the day. That's the end game. Yeah, speaking of A24, they actually... That's the studio that if I ever do break in the business, I would either want to start with them or mm-hmm. work with them because they, they they help produce HBO shows. So like, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, HBO shows like they, they well HBO uses some of their like stuff, like some of their casting directors mm-hmm. for A twenty four also do casting for HBO. So like they're kind of all interconnected. They all know each other and they all kind of pitch each other stories. Like they helped A twenty four. Some of their camera workers helped record Euphoria. So like I was like, okay, bet. So yeah, when I found that out, they got a lot of a lot of their movies are actually um get nominated for like Grammy not Grammys um Oscars and stuff, which is yeah. Like, See and like those like those studios go check those studios out, man. Like they they might give you something that you didn't even consider watching at some point. And like that's what I, that's what I love about a lot of these streaming services now. Um, that they you know you, you find all types of all types of good stuff on there that you can check out. But as we wrap it up, man, hit me with some hit me with three of your favorite reboots and three of your least favorite reboots. Um, slash remakes. I'm gonna do ones I didn't like first. Okay. They could come to my mind. They probably come to my mind instantly. Fantastic Four. Boom. Without question. Live action. I was all last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And um. What is another one I just did not like? I was like, ugh, oh my god. Dang, I gotta think. While he thinks about that, I'm gonna give y'all my my, my three uh, least favorite reboots. I'm gonna go Avatar Last Airbender. I'm gonna go Lion King. And mainly because Lion King, my favorite part of the original 95 movie was where he was running in the desert back to uh, Pride Rock when he found out that Scar had taken over and everything years (laughs) after after the events of Mufasa's death. Yeah. Where he's running back and like the music's bumping and his feet are going and like that I love that scene a lot, and they cut that scene out and replaced it with uh, yeah. them running him running back to Spirit by Beyonce, which was fine, but it's my you took, you cut out my favorite part of that movie like I can't I can't forgive that I feel that and then finally I would say that my least favorite uh, reboot would probably have to be the doom to doom, it's more so like a remake no it's a yeah, it's a remake, but it's in the same universe. I guess reboot. Yeah, reboot. It would be the uh, the last Karate Kid, not with Jaden Smith, the one before that with Hilary Swank, when yeah, they made um, Ralph Macchio's character into uh, Hilary Swank's character. I didn't like it. It wasn't it very was good weird. to me. So then, what was that last movie you didn't like? Definitely, like you said, The Lion King. Now that I think about it, it really did. Watching it really did irk me when mm-hmm. I didn't get the songs I liked, and then some of the scenes just. Honestly, just didn't look better live action. Like, no cap. 
the only the, the final battle was kind of dope to me, like mm-hmm. seeing it live action. But then again, like Loki Mufasa's death really did resonate well with me live action. Yeah, I kept waiting for somebody to scream while he was fighting Scar. Show him who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show him who you are. <laughs> or I wanted Simba to run up, and as you can see. I am not dead. And this, this car was gonna be like, "Hey, that challenge stuff is over with." But that, just, <laughs> that challenge stuff is over with. I'm the king now, Bruh, Crazy. But I will say my three favorite reboots. Um, I'm definitely gonna go the Dark Knight. Uh, not God. Batman Begins. I'm gonna go. Uh, I lost it. I just said it. Batman Begins, uh, Aladdin, and I'm definitely going to go with my final pick in this reboot draft. <sighs> I freaking lost it. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, I do. What was it? it was, you said Jungle Book? Jungle Book. Thank you, sir. Uh, y'all, it's tired. I'm tired. I'm tiring right now. I feel that. What's your three, boy? My three is it's in that trilogy, but The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. I just love Christian Bell's Batman in general. I do love you feel in control? Plus just the whole aspect of Bane, but... Also, the High Fidelity TV show. Okay. After watching the original and then seeing how I'm just a big fan of Zoe Kravitz, and I like there's I, so much I want to watch now. And like we on quarantine, like this is the time. But like my job got me working. I feel that like I I love what they're doing with with, with that. Um, and then I'm gonna say it, the High Stars musical show. I kind of like it. Whoa, hot take. <laughs> I like it. I like it though. But that song they had, uh, "Born to Be Brave," bro. Mm-hmm. Gas, gas, fire, like, amazing song. Um, real quick, let's, I'll just run through a couple, a list of some stuff. Not a list, but like just a few, a few movies that are coming out that are a few reboots coming out. And I just want to see what you think. I think they're gonna be good. Are you ready for them? Notably, we got Mulan coming. It got pushed back because of Corona, but yeah. you excited about that? Knowing there's no gonna be no songs, no Mushu. Uh, listen, major parts of that movie. Listen, that all I know is with some of that score, it's gonna have aspects of some of the songs. So I'm ready for that. The choreography and the fighting look dope. Yeah. I, I don't care what no one says. It's gonna be like it just looks fire. Every trailer, I get more hype to watch the movie, even though I know my mm-hmm. dog, my dog Eddie Murphy and Mushu, yeah, won't be there because you know he's. Doing coming to America too. Yeah, it was technically like, nah, it's not really a remake or a reboot. But and the yeah. Chinese people didn't want, um, didn't want Mushu because they thought he was incredibly racist when they made the movie. Facts. But uh, another reboot coming out. And in case y'all didn't know, Quacho's favorite Disney movie of all time is the 1956 uh, Peter Pan. I love that movie. I just I love the magic in it, and they're remaking that movie with. Uh, Disney Plus. I just really hope it's good. I, I gonna, need them to make sure that's good. That it needs to be very good, or I'm gonna be really upset. That's gonna be. That's gonna. I need all the songs. I need. I need the antics of Hook. I need the crocodile. I need Peter Pan. I need Wendy being cool. Like I just need this uh, movie. And, I, and like that should be I like Pan a lot. Pan came out in like 2013. I really liked Pan. Yeah. Pan was really good, but. I don't, man, I need that movie to be good. Make it happen, guys. I forgot about Peter Pan. But, guys, that's been another episode, man. We talked a little bit of reboot culture, franchise culture, entertainment culture, and what we thought about it. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. We, we love more stuff like this. We kind of just talk, you know, shoot the, shoot the, bleep, um, just chilling with the boy. But, real quick, let me go ahead and throw the socials out there. You can find me on Instagram. 
at Quattro IV. <laughs> nah, I was doing. I did that on purpose because Shanu got on me for having dramatic pauses, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have an extra long pause extra just for Shanu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. Catch me on Twitter at RedClear317. Where can they find you, Rob? You can find me on Instagram at Slick without the C underscore Rob to be his underscore on Instagram. You can also. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. I finally got back on that. Robert EW116. You can catch me on there. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, hey. Real quick, real quick. As you guys listen to us during your quarantine time, check out my boys at Suitcast. Big Body and uh, Elon got some got some nice content over there for you. Uh, they have great, great things coming. I got some things coming, but uh, that's all on the hush hush. But uh, also, Elon's got some nice music. Check him out. Check out Tropic Ave. I heard that. that and, uh, yes. it, it is fine. It yes. is fine. Yes. Uh, but check them out. Check my boys out of Soupcast. Check them out on Instagram at Soupcast. Check them out on Twitter at Soupcast Official. And uh, I think that's about it. I ain't got no news for you. DJ Newell loves y'all. Kid Kev loves y'all. Y'all know this. Hey, love y'all boys. Do something after somebody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Cafeteria talk. Cafeteria talk.